You're listening to Since He Didn't Ask, where Matthew and Andrew tackle questions you might not be asking, but you might find helpful to answer. Questions about life answered through a biblical lens. Welcome to Since You Didn't Ask. I'm Matthew, and I'm here with Andrew. And uh, the question for this episode is this. How should Christians wisely use text messaging? And so, Andrew, I think what's kind of behind that is, well, let me just ask it in this way. Are, are, there, are there certain guidelines that you would give? And this is more just kind of general life wisdom, but would you give guidelines for types of things that should not be used for text text messaging should not be the medium in which things are communicated oh yeah um yeah i would say definitely do you want to sure actually go through yeah, yeah um how would i define it though like it wouldn't be appropriate to propose marriage right. via text i i would i would agree that's, <laughs> um, a, that's a good start okay so it, we've, we've crossed that off the list i i could enumerate more but i guess i i'm wanting to to put more of like a, a grid on it to to, to filter it through. I guess there are certain things that, uh, man, what's the right way to say it? That as personal of a communication of that thing as you can have, you want to do. And so texting is like level five or six on how personal that communication is. Okay. So you're, you're suggesting, which, um, I wasn't thinking in these terms, but that's helpful. Uh, you're suggesting that we think through, um, you know, different forms of of how how personally related a, a communication type is, and what the messaging is, and how personal that should be, and try right. to make sure those things at least match. And matching, it's the matching of the exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, the The basis for this question is, and I'm sure you see this often as well, but I see a lot of people misusing texts mm -hmm. um, that result in very unhealthy outcomes. And so uh, maybe just highlighting some of those. I am not aware of anybody who's tried to propose by text, although I am positive that in the world that that it's has happened. Probably, ha yeah. probably has happened today. It probably happens every single day someplace. Yeah. But um, I have seen um, uh, people express things uh, out of anger in texts that yep. almost always results in something very poor. Um, but I, I think, and, and I, I guess I want to throw this at you and, and see, it. do you think that this is a personal preference that I have, or is there, is it a good guideline? But I almost always refuse to engage in any type of lengthy dialogue by mm -hmm. text. Um, I just, I, there maybe have been a couple of exceptions where I've been drawn in, but I almost always just refuse to do that. And if somebody starts going back and forth, I will just say, we'll talk about this or yeah. I'll pick up the phone and call, or I will just ignore it until I see the person. Yeah. Um, is, is that a personal preference or is there any, I don't always follow that rule, but it feels like a really wise rule, um, or, or practice. I, um, I think just in general, it's wise to realize that so much of our communication happens with the nonverbal signals that get lost in certain mediums. And so as much as we can, I, I just, I would think face-to-face -face communication is the gold standard and we want to try, I would try to get everything pushing towards that. Yeah. Um, I'm terrible at that. 
but well, a lot of, um, I think a lot of the episodes that we are doing right now, um, kind of relate to maybe generational shifts that and, and cultural mm-hmm. shifts based on generation. And this might be one of them. I can remember, um, and I know this was said a little tongue in cheek to me, but uh, making a, a, um, a reference to one of my kids saying, Hey, why don't you just call that person? And the response was, dad, nobody uses their phone for that. Um, and, and so there's, there is this kind of this, yeah. this generational view of, okay, that's not what the primary purpose of a phone is to actually talk to somebody. And so for me, I would much rather talk to somebody in almost every case. And so, um, kind of my guidelines for texting, um, most of the time would be, I think, you know, when you're doing basic coordination. Um, so I think we coordinated recording this podcast by, by text. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense if things start to get more complicated than less so, but when it's just basic coordinating of times and schedules and here's what I'm doing or what something coming up and then, um, and then basic encouragement. I think there's, I think text messaging can be really helpful. Um, especially when you know somebody is going through a difficult time or if there is a, um, maybe just somebody you just want to make sure that you're an encouragement to. Um, I think texting can be a, a really good vehicle to, to do that and just send a quick text trying to, to encourage somebody, giving either, even just a verse or just words of encouragement or pointing people in that direction. Um, but I, I, I would be hard pressed to think of very much by text message that I would want to do mm-hmm. that would be outside of those categories. Why? For the reasons you were just saying, I think that, okay. that yeah, a lot of the nonverbal, um, and a lot of times, like even in our conversations here, we talk over each other and people think, and maybe for a podcast, that's not great. It makes it harder to understand. Um, but a certain amount of crosstalk is part of just how people engage. Yeah. It's the, um, it's, it's the nature of communication. And, um, when all of that gets removed, there's something, um, the, the something in the value of, of our conversation gets lost if it's just purely black and white mm-hmm. in a, in a text message. And it's more than just intonation and body language. It's, there's an actual connection that happens in person that you can't duplicate in any other, in any other way. So one kind of phenomenon I've seen or noticed in my generation, and I'm curious if you think it, this is real or just I'm crazy, but it, it feels to me like the, the trend toward texting is a bit of a, um, like the, the phone and the internet have, and things like social media have allowed us to have such a high volume of input, um, especially relational input that we default to the easiest, least taxing level of interaction Mm -hmm. because I, I can't have phone conversations and heart to heart real communication with the 300 people that, you know, I should feel like I should be in touch with or whatever. And then it creates kind of this instinct to like, like there are memes with, of people in, in my generation where it's like me, me looking at my phone ringing, waiting for you to stop calling me so I can text you. Cause it, and I think part of that is it's emotionally draining. Um, now maybe we could talk about as a Christian, how you think through that, but, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Um, 
Yeah, the the emotional investment um, in going beyond a, a text message and and um, how a text maybe kind of guards you from that. And, and I wonder if there's something too, um, as we go as as the world progresses further and generations get younger and younger. Um, I wonder if the bandwidth of how many relationships you're expected to juggle and to maintain and to stay connected to increases more and more and more. And, um, yeah, the ability to do that in an in-person way, yeah, becomes almost, if not completely impossible. The depth necessarily has to flatten out to facilitate the, the breadth of relationships yeah. if you force it that way. Yeah. But I think that's bringing all the way back. It, it does come back to, I think, where you started. And that is the the nature of the conversation and how personal the, the content of that conversation is should dictate the form of communication. And you're not going to have super personal conversations with a really wide breadth of people. And so I think that there is a, a place for a certain, you know, more, I don't want to say surface level, but less involved conversation or, or um, communication with people that can be done by text and then another level, you know, whether it be by Zoom or FaceTime or whatever it is and yeah. and, and then by phone and, and in person. And um, sometimes obviously geography and distance defines how those those things take place. Um, but I think that there is there's wisdom that all kind of comes under the umbrella of um, I want to be a good steward of my time and I want to be somebody who actually cares about people and invests in people, yeah. loves people well. Um, and I want to have good relationships and having an awareness about how text messaging and other forms of communication fit into that is probably a good thing. And probably, I know I'm rambling a little bit here, but what you just brought up, I hadn't thought of, um, the, on the Im kind of the emotional guarding oh, yeah, texting, yeah. um, I wonder that's probably something that is, um, especially for younger generations, maybe should have a little extra awareness about and say, am I, am I dodging something that should really be addressed at a more heart level and I'm keeping it on the surface? And you may be saying like all kinds of really serious things by text, but it's not the same as in person. Right. And maybe you're shortchanging some things relationally that could be better addressed. And I don't know if this is a rule to apply, but really anything that is tied to really intense, strong emotions, I would avoid saying over text in both directions, anger uh, or like intense love or yeah. yeah. Just, Have you ever had a, uh, had a, a text that was sent to you that had very strong emotion and your first read through it? You thought maybe it was like somebody just being funny or joking or something. <laughs> Probably. I can't think of a specific one, but yeah, like it, it, it so removes so much of the context that those kind of things can happen where it's like, what, yeah. what is this? How do I, either they're about to kill me or this is hilarious and I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I got a text like that. I can think of, of a couple, but like one specifically where somebody was very, very angry with me, sent me this text. And it was so jarring. Like I, I was not expecting it. Didn't realize it didn't like, it was so out of the blue and it just lands on my phone. And I, I look at it and I thought it was like some kind of a joke or something. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and it's very hard to in, just even in a mindset to like transition from 
I thought this was funny, but no, this is like dead serious. Hmm. And then how to interact back on that. It's just a, it's an unhealthy dynamic. And I, I don't, I don't know if, uh, I can add Yeah. I just, the verse that comes to mind in Proverbs, it talks about, um, certain words can be like sword thrusts, you know, that, that, that really damage people. Um, and there's something about being in person that you can see and read when you've hurt someone. And when you're behind the screen, I think, I don't know. It just, it seems to give rise to people. Yeah. Be more hurtful or cutting even with their words. Yeah. That verse you're referring to is Proverbs 12, 18. And it says there is one whose rash words are like sword th- thrusts. That's hard to say. Um, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And I think in our context, the tongue of the wise includes Text. knowing, knowing the best way to, yeah to, to communicate. Yes. I think there's, we, we, we want to use wisdom in how, not just how we choose to communicate by what we say, but even in the, the mode in which we, we mm-hmm. communicate. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, Do you want to add anything more on this episode? Or no, okay. I don't think so. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We hope this was encouraging to you, um, and we'll see you next time. Oh,